Hey everyone, welcome to Wiki University, the podcast that combines stupidity and learning. I am your professor, Kyle Berseth, and as always, I am joined by our number one student, Jason Nunez. Head of the stupidity department. Don't forget that. Oh, sorry. Head of the stupidity department, Jason Nunez. Thank you, Kyle. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Well, enough about you. Guys, thank you for joining us once again, if you're joining us. Once again, thank you. And if you're for your first time, Head welcome. of the stupidity department. <laughs> Coming strong out of May the I, gate. <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> if it's your first time, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to have fun. Uh, let's get started with today's topic that I believe Kyle, my instructor, brought for us today. Jason, before we dive in, I have a little update on my life. Ooh, life update. Life up, Not really a life update. Brief life event you just said an update on your life well i just want to i just want to gab with you a little okay. bit it's been a while since you have, we, do you have the gift i don't have the gift i haven't kissed the blarney stone although you gave me a bit of the blarney stone for my birthday i gave you a little bit didn't i a little kiss but i read the fine print and yeah? it was like oh, this shit. is from a quarry where <laughs> the blarney stone was also probably quarried from really yeah wait it was quarried Quarried, dug up? No, no, I understand that. I thought the Blarney Stone was like there, like it was just there. No, the Blarney it was placed Stone there by is, a person. It's way up in the castle, so it's like it was placed there by a mason that came from a qu- not the mason. Not the George? stone came from okay. the quarry. Okay, and the stone that you gave me for my birthday came that I've a... been kissing hard. <laughs> Came from you swallowed some of it, didn't you? Oh, I kissed and swallowed. <laughs> it's from the same quarry, though, as you're saying. Or, it's from or, the same quarry. Okay, or allegedly, Jason, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And that's why you yet have the gift, but you're just you're gabbing along. Well, I'm trying to gab, but I'm choking on the stone because I swallowed it. It's a big one to swallow. At any rate, as you know, I've been uh, coaching cross country this fall yes wait this coming this fall this current right now. fall that's great. yeah this fall yeah the fall that we are in <laughs> it doesn't feel like it but yeah well hey it's always summer in la you know and yesterday we were headed to the weight room and the women's basketball team was outside of the weight room doing their like box jumps and their drills and weights and whatever and as I'm walking up, I see someone that's very familiar to me because we've talked about him on this podcast. Out of here. For real? Do you want to guess who it is? I'll say basketball related. And 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 uh, a female WNBA player, perhaps. Not necessarily. I mean, and that we- <laughs> I'll say male. I'm going to say not Kobe? He was looking at us from above. Uh, overseeing everything. Uh, let's see. As he does with all female basketball players. Okay. Anyway, it's not Kobe. <laughs> so it's not. Just guess okay. a basketball player. That's what I'm trying to think yeah. of. People who talked about A while back. Right. And I just don't feel like I've... I'll give you another hint. John, there's no way you saw John Wall. I, I feel like maybe I bring up John Wall in the very beginning Every of... Every other episode. <laughs> I always cut the John Wall portion out. Oh, wait. No, but we're in LA... Um, Russell Westbrook? Oh, interesting guess. No. 
the event that he is known for was one of your topics on the podcast. Did he do the dunk contest or Harlem Globetrotters? What? Mm, the Malice um, at the Palace. Is that right? Who was there? Meta World Peace. Yeah? Yeah, I walked by him. Tied it up and all? And I was like, that's not. What's he doing? We'll Just give it away. Tattoos? on an elliptic. No, his face. I recognized him. No, I mean his Meta World Peace tattoo. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing his jersey. So is he was he working out too, or is he was just like it's a program he he's runs? He's a coach or? there. He's a coach there. He's a coach. Yeah, who knew? That's sick. It you're, is sick. Yeah, you're, you're a coach at the same university that Meta World Peace is a coach at. Correct. Mad props, man. You know, and when I was looking at this position. I was thinking, I don't know. I got these podcasts on the internet. What have I said on these podcasts? <laughs> but they hired him. Yeah. And then, There's... you know, I went back and watched the video, of course, and he just like punches someone right in the face. Proof like, is in the pudding. Real nice. But <laughs> also, they deserved it. I saw a lot of that. A hundred percent deserved yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm on his I was side. on the basketball player's side. I'm for sure yeah. on their side. I mean, I'm always for the underdog Especially side. Especially after I saw how big he is. I mean, and considering it's like hundreds of people versus, you know, 10, I guess. Right? Yeah. It's like yeah. definitely with the basketball player side. Anyway, that's the update. That's all that's, I got. That's great. Well, aside from that, how is coaching doing? Like you are, you are, you've been in, an instructor now mm -hmm. for how many episodes? Oh, for how many episodes of coaching? No, I'm okay. I'm trying to relate your coaching to this. Oh, so okay. I'm saying you've been an instructor. This for this, this, a teacher, a oh, professor. Nearly a hundred episodes. Nearly a hundred episodes. This so could be episode one hundred. I'm not really sure. One hundred, maybe. And so, have you taken any of the lessons that you've learned here as an instructor and professor to mm. your coaching? Yes, I approach it with the feeling that. My students know nothing. Yeah. And if they know something, I'm pleasantly impressed. And they look like me, right? I, they all look like you. Hey, too, there you go. For so the most part. I prepped you real nicely, didn't I? Yeah, that's true. I, You know what is interesting? I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. That's all I think about. I think about every time I run or jog, I'm like, I think I would like this. Oh, I thought Keep you meant your me. skin color. Oh, no, I never think about that. <laughs> Well, a little while back, white buttons... I'm, I'm good to hear that you're always thinking about it, but... No, I said I'm not thinking about it. Oh, okay, okay. How is coaching, though? How is... Have you... Are you having fun with it? Is it... Uh... It's, I mean, a, you it's come, a learning experience. You come from a long line of runners. Yeah. And have you had a chance to... Like, when I tell people about what I do or my work or what I know, like, it's fun, right? It's fun to teach people something so it's like you've been running for a while now has it gotten fun yet to like has there been a kid or two or a group of kids that actually are like oh fuck i'll i'll listen to this guy and like it was kind of like a good feeling to actually i don't know stuff that you found out later after mm. your college running career that helped you out in running and like little things like that where you're just like oh let me fucking throw some knowledge at these i do throw a lot of things out there but it's not it's not heavy-handed yet <laughs> Ease them in, step by step. I, well, it is. It is because, uh, you know, I'm just a volunteer assistant coach. So I'm like, let's see how this program functions, what the head coach is doing, where I can still not undermine him because, you of know, 
I have my opinions about training and running, and they don't necessarily always match up with what he's doing. But different he's, schools of thought. Yeah, there's a lot of ways Love to skin a cat, you know? Yes. The important thing is that the cat is delicious once you skin it. Mm, mm, breaded? <laughs> oh, of course yeah. it's a breaded cat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. You bread anything and it's going <laughs> to yeah. come. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Just make sure you got the seasoning mixed in there. I'm telling you, people could sell me fried cat as fried chicken if it's a good breading. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's tasty, I'd be like, this is different. Like, it looks different. But But I like it. But I like this. I like your fried chicken recipe. And then they're like, (laughs) it's cat. With most things that are different, we're a little afraid, but let's be honest. It's good. Yeah, you get different it. things are good. Skin that. Try cat out some cat. <laughs> get a good breading. Is they uh, do they have cat impossible burgers? I think that goes against impossible burgers. Yeah. But they have beef impossible burgers. They have. I think they have imitation beef. But it's still called beef. I feel like it's a, it's 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 I a. I think they call it. Impossible burger. I guess that's true. I think Either. burger is implied, but burger is really just the shape. Because you can have, or is that, does that, a, hmm, is just it a the patty? shape? But, okay, but originally they used to be called hamburgers, correct? Yeah. But, but so when you think of hamburger. Ham. Hamburger. <laughs> if you bread a hand, yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it. As long as the spices are good. I I I have to cook with mittens because if I get <laughs> any sort of breading or seasoning on my hands, I just stick it. I just Sylvia Plath my hand. I just oh go my in goodness. there. It's right in the oven. Right in the oven. Uh, what was I talking about? You were talking about hamburgers. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> and then we riffed you, hard on yeah, hamburgers. Too hard. And when you think of hamburger, what what picture comes up? Do you think of a burger with cheese? Sure, yeah. See, I don't. I think of a, like, ham, like, pork, like, slices. Really? Yeah. That's a hamburger to you? Well, that's what, it says ham. To me, a burger is a burger. As opposed to ground beef. Right, but I'm not going to call it a ground beef burger. Well, you're going to call it a hamburger. No, not a ham, but ham is pig. I agree with you. (laughs) Look, why are we arguing then? We're not agreeing. We're not arguing. No, you're right. We're not arguing right now. <laughs> not, um, I don't. I, do you want to go to the wiki article for a hamburger? Let's I believe do it. it originated in Michigan. I want to say Michigan. And it was more a sandwich. Okay, that's what I mean. So it started with like actual ham, pig, meat slices. I don't Bre- see. Breaded, I, no, I think it was always ground. But I could be wrong. Let's find out. Oh. You took us to the comedian hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Vegas we, residency. We could be, he does? Does he? We Wait, should, is there I would a go real see, comedian named yes. Hamburger? Yeah, that's like his thing. Hamburger. Like that's No, his, you're messing with me. We're not going to dive into this right now. <laughs> okay. But we're going to be looking at some heavy YouTubing uh, later on on the hamburger. Are you serious? Of course it's heavy. I mean, that's a terrible diet. <laughs> Oh, super size. I'm telling you, man. Okay, we got. I okay. can't believe you don't know hamburger. Okay. Right, I'm, excited. Right. I'm excited. I love how you're like, we're not getting into hamburger, and then you talk about them for. Three well, I just mean we're gonna like video wise. The term burger can also be applied <laughs> to the meat patty on its own, especially in the United Kingdom, where the term patty is rarely used. 
where the term can even refer simply to ground beef. So burger could just be ground beef. But I, I agree. Can we get back to But what does it say about ham here? Do you want to go to the history of the hamburger? There's separate articles, main articles, history of the hamburger or history of the hamburger in the United States. Oh, USA, baby. The Texas historian Frank X. Tolbert attributes the invention of the hamburger to Fletcher Davis of Athens, Texas. Davis is believed to have sold hamburgers at his cafe at 115 Tyler Street in Athens. So he sold ground beef burgers, but they're calling it hamburger. It doesn't say what the meat was. So it could be cat for all we know. Could be cat. Especially yeah, it could back be in Chupacabra, which could I think is also the episode we covered, The Malice in the Palace. I think it was Malice in the Palace. My other guess of the coach was going to be a Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was in the late 1880s. And then this dude brought them to the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. But then Mench's brothers in 1885... Residents of Hamburg, New York, which was named after Hamburg, Germany, attribute the hamburger to Ohioans, Frank Menches, and Charles Menches. According to legend, the Menches brothers were vendors at the 1885 Erie County Fair, then called the Buffalo Fair, and they ran out of sausage for sandwiches and used beef instead. They named the resulting sandwich after the location of the fair. See, I thought they were going to name it hamburger because they were like, we had sausage, we had pork. Let's just call it a hamburger, throw the beef on there. Mm. Anybody have a cat around here? Mench, please. However, Frank Mench's obituary in the New York Times stated instead that these events took place at the 1892 Summit County Fair in Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. I've been there. All right. Yeah. What were your thoughts? I was right outside. I didn't get to see the mm, of it. Uh, oh, now that I remember, I was actually there digitally. <laughs> you have the worst <laughs> Akron, Ohio stories that I've ever heard. Okay. Do you know why? Because I had to look for a location in Akron. So I really got a to know. A film location. A film location. So I got to know the area like through maps through and through Google. calling people. Yeah. Through talking to different municipal type of places. And then... In my head, I'm like, oh, I've been there. I got a question for you, Jason. Might not have an answer. Go ahead. You'll have an answer. Approximately, what is the longest amount of time you've spent on Google Street View, like driving around? Google Street View? I don't drive around too much on Google Street View. You don't drive around? No. So I, you're doing aerial? I love it. Yeah. I'm, uh, sat I'm satellite minded. But do, do you? I only go down to Street View when I need to see. What's what is there? around? Parking situation, front of the house, that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, I've checked parking signs. Yes, exactly. Of Those course. type of things. But no, because then I'll get lost. And I've done that before, but no, in terms of like... <laughs> you get lost, you just zoom out. You're on no, Google. No, no, meaning like, I'm like, oh, like, like I get lost. Like, now I'm like... Uh, Driving around. To the next county. I'm like, wait, I can just drive. Explore. It's way more fun to drive. Um. Okay. So I could have sworn Michigan was in here... It's all around the uh, the 1880s. Okay. The Seymour Community <laughs> the Seymour Community Historical Society of Seymour, Wisconsin credits Charlene the Green, now known as quote unquote Hamburger Charlie, that was his 
stage name. Wait, so what was his first name? His first name or whatever? Charlie Negreen. Before that. Hamburger Charlie. Oh, so <laughs> I guess that's hard to pick. Yeah, I'd go Hamburger Charlie too. Uh, with the invention of the hamburger, Negreen was 15 when he reportedly made sandwiches out of meatballs that he was selling at the 1885 Seymour Fair to make it easier for customers to eat while walking. Smashed See, it. So he was started with meatballs. That doesn't make sense to me well, that could, he was like, I got to put these meatballs on a sandwich. Now, granted, we all had a meatball sandwich, but you got meatballs. Throw them on a stick. Right, but, but you got to think they have bread. But if they got bread, if they already bought the bread, if they're already selling sandwiches, it's like, oh, we ran out of the protein. We ran out of the meat. Let's just throw a couple meatballs in, squeeze them. Boom. You got yourself a little... Little meatball squeeze. I wish his name was Meatball Charlie rather than Hamburger Charlie. <laughs> That's a massage technique, I believe. The Meatball Charlie? The Meatball Squeeze. <laughs> the Historical Society explains that Negreen named the hamburger after the Hamburg steak with which local German immigrants were familiar. So it does sound like... Hamburger comes from Hamburg, Germany, in a lot of these instances. Interesting. Okay. Can we? Is Hamburg, Germany there? Or is Hamburg... We could go to Hamburg, Germany. Let's do it. What do you want to know about Hamburg, Germany? Because it's going to be a huge article. If if that's where the name derives from and like, what you know, what, why? Like, Well, we're not going to find that on Hamburg. We'll I see, just told okay, you well, why. What's, what's their... Uh, idea of a hamburger. What's right. their I'm on burger? Hamburg. Because it can't I'm be bratwurst. Go see if there's a section. Mm, culture and contemporary life. Culture and contemporary. Let's do it. Oh, there's a section that just says history of the Hamburg. <laughs> I'm making that up. Uh, of course, that's not in here. Culture and contemporary life. Hamburg has more than 40 theaters, 60 museums, 100 music venues, and clubs with 6.6 music venues per 100,000 inhabitants. That's a good music venues per inhabitants ratio. Live music, can't get enough of it. Hamburg has the second highest density of music venues of Germany's largest cities after Munich and ahead of Cologne and Berlin. In 2005, more than 18 million people visited concerts, exhibitions, theaters, cinemas, museums, and cultural events, blah, blah, blah. So Hamburg seems to be like low-key spot to hit up like when... To party, to yeah. get, hit the clubs. Yeah, with oh. the, when you're on a little bit of a budget, but you still want to, you know, have that German rage. Say you want to... That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that German rage. Who's hiling now? Say you want to see the Beatles on their way up. <laughs> Hamburg was an important center of rock music in the early 1960s. The Beatles lived and played in Hamburg from August 1960 to December 1962. Wow. That's a long time. Year and a half. They proved. I wonder what kind of ideology they picked up over there. They proved popular and gained local acclaim prior to the group's initial recording and widespread fame. Hamburg provided residency and performing venues for the band during the time they performed there. One of the venues they performed at was the Star Club on St. Pauli. Star Club? Is that a known club? I went to the Star Club. The Star Club was a music club in Hamburg, Germany that opened on Friday the 13th. 
1962 and was initially operated by some dude and some dude in the 1960s. Many of the giants of rock music played at the club. It closed in December 31st, 1969. Couldn't make it to that New Year's celebration. And the building uh, it occupied was destroyed by fire in 1987. The fiscal year had already ended. Yeah, they were like, let's not complicate things with taxes (laughs) Taxes. next year. What a nightmare. If anything, it was just fiscally responsible. At 11.59, they're like, shut it down now. Go home, everyone. Okay, so some of the musicians that played there, Ray Charles, Bo Diddley, Fats Domino, Jimi Hendrix, the, the Beatles... Black Sabbath, Chicken Shack featuring Christine McVie. Okay. You remember Chicken Shack? The Veaster. I think Christine McVie was in Fleetwood Mac, maybe. Anyway, it was a music venue. Should we get on to my topic for the day, or do you just want to keep diving down on hamburgers? You want to keep going down on hamburgers? I'm only getting more hungry, so sure. Okay. (laughs) Where should we go from here, then? What else is in Hamburg aside from the sex club? I left Hamburg. About? I'm oh. on the Star Club. Oh, the Star Club. Yeah. Okay. So what's uh what other celebrities um perform there? Let's check a, a celebrity that maybe we're not too like well versed on. Mm. Not that I know all of Hendrix's stuff, but any John Hen- John Hendrix? Jim Jimi Hendrix played there and the Jimi Hendrix experience played there. Anything jump out to you here, Jason? Maybe we shouldn't go to someone famous. We shouldn't go to Jimmy? I don't let's go to the tape machine. Okay. Oh, sounds the like, tape recorder. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a stereo. I was talking to White Bones this week about uh I think I saw a close up video a cassette voicemail of a record and how the grooves make those sounds to make a song play. And it just blows my mind that someone figured out how to do that. It is pretty wild, especially back then. Yeah. Like that was... What are the little things with the, the record player? But the old... I guess they the have like tubes? a big horn. They got a little horn on it. Because oh. they didn't have speakers, you know? They just had like... Yeah, you get the your record horn. Player, the RCA horn. Something like that. And it's just... Yeah, no, it's... it's cra- that I was some at one point was like the TV. That was like the new technology. So I'm sure it was... That it was like how the PS5 is like fucking thousand dollars off the bat. Yeah, I mean, people's minds must have been blown that they were hearing it through a speaker yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. But my mind is still blown that they, and they, that they accomplished that. What's <laughs> all right? We're on the tape recorder, and I want to figure out how it works. How it okay? But there's some things that I'm just never gonna understand, and I have to accept that. It's it's kind of like Wi-Fi. People are like, it connects me to the internet. Okay, great, but that's not Wi-Fi. Like, what is it? Like, wh- how does it work? What techno? Like, how you cannot explain it? And it's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. No one could possibly explain no it. One. No one. Not me. to uh, not to us. That's for sure. If you try to explain it to me, I spit on your face. Okay, the tape recorder, an audio tape recorder, also known as a tape deck, tape player, or tape machine, or simply. A tape recorder is a sound recording and blah, blah, blah. Ooh, let's start with the history here. There was a great movie. Hey, there's the thing. But There you go. There was a great movie by De Palma with John Travolta. I forget the name, but it was all about like audio. He accidentally records a murder happening, and it's all like audio. None of this. The first sentence that you started with 
a great movie by De Palma with John Travolta. Yeah. Sounds like the biggest lie. No way. With every word in there. Because Brian De Palma's movies suck for the most part. John Travolta's movies. Didn't De Palma do like the first suck. Die Hard or something? Or, or He did Scarface. That's his big movie. And it sucks. Scarface is so overrated. It's overrated, but it's still a fun watch. Scarface? Yeah. Of course he's a terrible Puerto Rican. Like, yeah, no shit. But I think he's from Cuba. Whatever. But he's terrible at it, right? Al Pacino's Wait, not Cuban at all. At? Oh, Al Pacino is terrible. Yeah, the whole the thing. The whole movie sucks. But you have to but take it for what I mean, I think it's great. It's a fun watch. I'll watch that over and over. Mm, I no, I can't. No, take it back. You can't watch it over and over. Take I will it back. Watch it over and over. Ma- I'm gonna watch you watching it I'm over and over right to now. see Where's if you phone? can actually do it. I can do it. Nah, put your back into it. So we are on the tape recorder. The earliest known audio tape recorder was a non-magnetic, non-electric version invented by Alexander Graham Bell. Oh shit! I didn't even realize the recorders were magnetic. I think they must have gotten there because, like, this article should have said, spoiler alert. Right. It was patented in 1886. It employed, actually, just to be clear, it was invented by Alexander Graham Bell's Volta Laboratory. So it might have been his underlings, kind of like Steve Jobs. I was just about to say, right. Gets all the credit, but it employed a 316th inch wide strip of wax covered paper that was coated by dipping it in a solution of beeswax and paraffin. Now, just to go back on WikiU, your topic, I think, on, like, episode three was bees, and we talked about all the uses for beeswax. Here's yet another one coming in 97 episodes later. Without those little bees, we're fucked. Like, we need them. I love honey. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I the love movie honey. with Jessica Alba. I thought it was with Mariah Carey. No, it's Jessica Alba. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even that confident. I was just. Is it Jessica Alba? I think no, it is. I'm not sure. But no, I'm I think pretty, it is. She like dances or something. You, you, you gave me more confidence when you accepted it. I'm so. pretty sure it is. Let's roll with that. Anyway, they would dip a wax-covered paper in a solution of beeswax and paraffin and then had one side scraped clean with the other side allowed to harden. The machine was of sturdy wood and metal construction and hand-powered by means of a knob fastened to a flywheel. The wax strip passed from one 8-inch reel around the periphery of a pulley, mounted above the V-pulleys, on the main vertical shaft where it came in contact with either its recording or a playback stylus. The tape was then taken up on the... See, I'm already confused. I'm already like, well, I don't know how you figured this out just using wood, metal, and beeswax. I I thought that was like an Ikea instruction. I got it. The sharp recording stylus actuated by a vibrating Mika diaphragm cut the wax from the strip In playback mode, a dull, loosely mounted stylus attached to a rubber diaphragm carried the reproduced sounds through an ear tube to its listener. That's what a diaphragm does. (laughs) Don't forget the ear tube. Yeah. By uh, both recording and playback styluses mounted alternately on the same two posts could be adjusted vertically so that several recordings could be cut on the same 3 inch wide strip. You gotta be able to scale it. Got to. 
While the machine was never developed commercially, <laughs> it somewhat resembled the modern magnetic tape recorder in its design. They gotta say spoiler alert. The tapes and machines created by Bell's associates examined at one of the Smithsonian's institution's museums became brittle and the heavy paper reels warped. The machine's playback head was also missing. Otherwise, with some reconditioning, they could be placed into working condition. That's really incredible. Okay. Hey, so what were the first words said over the telephone from Bell to his boy toy? Something about Watson. Something like that, right? A Watson, it's your man toy up here. What were, I wonder if we can get it. What were the first words recorded or a sentence or, or song, I guess, recorded? It doesn't say here. Okay. Uh, what were the first? What were the first words though in the telephone? I forget. You up? You already did that joke on another episode. No I did? lie. Yeah. For for <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell. Yep. Yeah. Like you guys are gonna remember that. Hey, go back through the archive. I keep it. Keep this one in. Keep it. You're doing. You're doing old material. That's great. Oh yeah, I'm the only one. Worked the first time. I'm going to magnetic recording. Magnetic recording was conceived as early as 1878 by an American engineer, Oberlin Smith, and demonstrated in practice in 1898 by Danish engineer Valdemar Poulsen. That's too close to Valdemar. Analog wire recording and its successor magnetic tape recording involved the use of a magnetizable medium which moves with a constant speed past a recording head, an electrical signal which is to be recorded. Again, so like, like what? Elect- an electrical signal. You know, to record You're sound. Not keeping <laughs> up. So it takes my voice, it turns it into an electrical <laughs> signal, and that just imprints attaches it. to a magnetic yeah. strip. <laughs> and that imprints it into this record. A playback head can then pick up the changes in magnetic field from the tape and convert it into an electrical signal to be amplified and played back through a loudspeaker. Right. I mean, it is mind-blowing that I just, the world could never have relied on me to figure this out. It's above our pay grade. (laughs) Way above our pay grade. Let's see if, okay, modern tape recorders like the podcast here. (laughs) I guess we're not using tape. Yeah, like a, like a Zoom digital. Magnetic tape recording as we know it today was developed in Germany during the 1930s at BASF. This was based on Fritz Fulmer's 1928 invention of paper tape with oxide powder lacquered onto it. The first practical tape recorder from AEG was the Magnetophone K1 demonstrated in germany in 1935 blah 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 it replaced the needle-shaped head which tended to shred the tape that's good i want for some reason i want my tape recordings to work yeah what if you back in the day you would only get like five listens <laughs> yeah. imagine you and then only... it goes mission impossible style right. <laughs> just starts smoking that is kind of how uh netflix worked in terms of streaming in the beginning it's like you only have 10 hours mm. And oh, that, really? So I'm a, I was from day one. I'm a day oneer. Oh, because I don't know if you remember, but they sent DVDs in the mail. That's what I mean. I, I had that's a roommate how, in college. That's how I originally got into the movie that. game. I was like, I set out to 
Fucking watch the best 100 cinema films of all time. Uh, I don't know if you all can hear Jason's eyes rolling. Yeah, God, God damn it. I hate that. Especially, uh, what's it called? Citizen the, King. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make it past <laughs> 20. That's bullshit, dude. I didn't make it past 30 minutes of that bullshit. Tried doing that, and then they sent me an email saying, look, hey, we're doing streaming. You're already in. Here, you get 10 hours each month. Mm. So you would only get 10 hours for the month. After that 10 hours, you're kind of locked out. Yeah. So what were that's the, what started. It was weird. Did they have a lot available on streaming initially, or was it like deep cut documentaries? M- more deep cut stuff, little shows. Um, but no, the stuff that I really wanted, I had to get on DVD. Yeah. Because it was all these older films and blah, blah. So Citizen Kane sucks. If you're looking to fall asleep, Oh, great to go to bed. Great to go to bed. Black and white, that's almost like a dream state at this point. During World War II, the Allies noticed that certain German officials were making radio broadcasts from multiple time zones almost simultaneously. Analysts such as Richard H. Ranger believed that the broadcasts had to be transcriptions, but their audio quality was indistinguishable from that of a live broadcast, and their duration was far longer than was possible even with 16 RPM transcription discs. In the final stages of the war in Europe, the Allies... Is that a misspelling? Of Allies? Well, yeah. The Allies? Capture of a number of German magnetophone recorders from Radio Luxembourg aroused great interest. These recorders incorporated all the key technological features of modern analog magnetic recording and were the basis for future developments in the field. We'll take that technology. Thank you, Germany. Thank you. Okay, so that's kind of, I mean, this is a long article, Jason. We could just wrap up here. Always wrap up. Let's do it. All right, wrap it up. I think we had a really good one uh, this time around. We learned a little bit about Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stealing from the comedian Hamburger? I am, I am. Hamburger. I'm stealing, I'm biting his bit. That's his bit? That's a whole bit from him? No, it's Set great. Set up ham. Punchline, burger. Well, similar. The, whole, the punchline is hamburger. The setup <laughs> is a joke in itself. So it's... it's beautifully done we got please look we get it like and subscribe to this but you really gotta watch hamburger on youtube okay i want everybody his youtube his is it a him or a lady on it's a him i i'm not sure if he's with us still or not but uh because he uses prominent more in like mid 90s ish kind of okay big guy not the biggest guy oh all right yeah i would have thought hamburger big guy and just the way you're saying hamburger. Hamburger, big guy. That's big. His, that was a special. Hamburger, big guy. Big comedy influence on Jason. Uh, only comedy influence. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on this wild ride. I certainly had some fun. Got to catch up with Kyle here, my professor. Please remember to like, review, wherever you're hearing this podcast. Uh, comment and always remember to oh, subscribe on or follow us on Instagram, Instagram TikTok. TikTok, hell, even YouTube. I'm loving when the comments come in on Instagram because people are just straight up ignorant. It's fun. Yeah, people want to comment, go ahead. Nice, bad, 
You want to have a little debate? Let's do it to Just it. Just get that algorithm going. Yeah, why not? I had a lot of fun. We'll catch you next time, guys. Bye.